This episode is brought to you by Challengers Comics and Conversation. Go to challengerscomics.com and start the conversation now. Daniels Law LLC in Georgia. Visit dlawllc.com. Kerberos Productions. The minds behind the games enter the pit and kaiju a go-go. Search for Kerberos, K-E-R-B-E-R-O-S, on Steam, or go to kerberos-productions.com to check out their growing catalog of titles. Why is this man still up with his cold, sniffling through tissue after tissue? Why is he suffering instead of resting? Why? Because he's holding out for the medicine that works best for him. Cherry-flavored micro. It's the great-tasting nighttime sniffling, sneezing, coughing, aching, stuffy head fever so you can rest best. In original flavor, too. Still playing with Toys.net presents the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So great. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. I thought we should start off talking a little bit about the Calgary Fan Expo because you were in the thick of it when we were talking last week, so I didn't yeah, really get the full rundown through. of it. Yeah. But um, so I, it sounds like there was a huge outpouring of Ghostbusters up there. There was a tremendous fan presence. What what were your impressions of of the Ghostbusters presence there? Uh, it was big uh, and varied. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Well, by design, what it was was it, everybody that could from British Columbia, Alberta, and Saskatchewan. Uh, find your map, kids. Uh, <laughs> Geography Actually, you know, is fun. Yeah. So Vancouver was like you know it's an hour ten flight or a you know thirteen hour drive, and some of us flew, some of us drove. Saskatchewan, those guys drove about five or six hours. Wow. We all met in Calgary, um, and I think I mentioned it uh, in the last episode. It is huge. I don't know what the fa- oh I didn't even look it up. That would have been a good one for this episode, right? What the actual turnout the was? The actual yeah. turnout was this year, but last year's was like 110, and this year, it's big. It's huge. So there was all of us, which was probably, well, let's see, there was five from BC, two or three from Saskatchewan, three, four, maybe five. Or, so it was a pretty big of just the franchises coming together. And then um, there were several, like, free-roaming, well, ghost players. We talked about it last yeah, time. Yeah, ghost players. And you guys, you were running the booth, right? Like you had a yeah, like a, a Ghostbusters of BC booth, or what? What kind of a booth was it? No, it was Ghostbusters of Alberta. Ghostbusters uh, of Alberta. Okay. Ghostbusters Saskatchewan, I think, brought their banner, and uh, Ghostbusters of British Columbia never thought to bring theirs. Whatever. <laughs> uh, but we were fixated on the uh, green screen photo booth, uh, so that was kind of our thing. We had the we took care of getting that going which looked the, awesome i mean you guys had great backgrounds and you had uh yeah, like a lot well, of great cosplayers showed up and and took their pictures in it and it looked yeah, really cool it worked really well uh if we have to pick a, a picture for this episode i think it should be the one of ryan in his douchebusters gear uh uh basically paying uh, uh gozer 50 bucks <laughs> on her stripper altar yeah it's that it's that poster <laughs> shot that you usually see through the female legs uh, that sort of stereotypical <laughs> thing but yeah it works pretty well uh, there isn't a single backdrop that ryan didn't douche up let's just put it that way but uh him aside the crowds loved it uh and it went a long way to helping 
raise. They wanted, they were like, if we make $1,000, we'll be happy. And they cashed out at over $3,300 for the wow. Alberta Children's Hospital Foundation. For the Children's so, Hospital. Okay, that's awesome. That's yeah, great. well, Crypt- Cryptozoic um, sent them some swag, like a lot of the launch, like the game launch uh, swag. So special scenarios, and they got a, a glow-in-the-dark Slimer. And um, what else? Oh, the posters that I never saw anywhere. So couldn't even find them on eBay, but these guys got some. They had piles of them, so I was I was the first donator. I'm like, here's ten bucks. <laughs> I will take one of those posters. Thank what you very much. What is that? Much. Is that a? Oh, I see. Ghostbusters board game patch. Yes, I'll have one of those. <laughs> You're um, donating to your own fund, which is very charitable of you. I'm I'm very proud I of you. I couldn't I couldn't just run off with them, but. Uh, <laughs> They had a guess the mints for the, uh, the Cryptozoic game. Uh, they had a silent auction for a, a, like a wine basket that somebody donated. Sony Pictures Canada sent a whole bunch of the eight and a half by eleven mini posters as oh, well as great. a bunch of the big posters. So we were selling those, uh, and it all went into the pot. Uh, the Saskatchewan guys, Mike at uh, of the, the Saskatchewan Ghostbusters. Uh, in three weeks, knocked out a fantastic and incredibly designed uh, teardownable uh, ecto-containment unit. Like it looks spot oh, on. Oh wow! So that was, that was like part of the booth then in the in the background, yeah. kind of like the Italian guys have. Exactly. So, or you know, the ones, the groups that have like the framed Vigo and stuff like that. So on the one end, we had the green screen where you could like jump into the shots of the movie and on the other we had the usual get your picture taken uh with you know the ghostbusters and the inflatable stay puffed and this ecu wow. and he said he did it in three weeks and it's just spot on he the, the walls behind it look right but it's all wood and and, and and all that sort of thing and they designed it so that it <laughs> they designed it so that it tears down into pieces uh, and they designed it with uh, Jay of the Alberta Ghostbusters with his vehicle in mind because his was the one that was going to have to, to haul it to store. <laughs> to fit through the trunk of the car. Yeah. No, they literally, I'm like, I put it in. I was like, man, this piece fits like a glove. He's like, yeah, we, we measured everything. I'm like, holy cow. <laughs> but everything, like you, 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 it's got the light, like the green light comes on. You turn the thing and, and pull it down and there's the... Uh, it doesn't make the noise. It really should. I don't ah, know. How that's but the next iteration. That's the Mark II version exactly. that they're going to be working on. Yeah, But it's got the, the load point and all that. It was... So yeah, that's the long and the short of it. We had like a steam uh, steampunk Ghostbuster. He came by. We had uh, th- at least three Ghostbusters 2016 ghostbusters show up oh, including man. one woman who specifically went as melissa mccarthy oh yeah you called her out and and i saw pictures of her her costume yeah. looked really good yeah she was she was a good stand-in and she so when she went to take the picture she specifically stood in front of her <laughs> <laughs> a one-to-one replacement that's funny Stunt which was almost one. yeah I, I was like on the one hand slightly insulting on the other hand incredibly flattering yeah good all for you. the same time yeah. how weird one for one that's awesome yeah and then well, yeah all in all just a really great really great con i didn't get to see a lot of it but i did a little bit of wandering and uh everybody um crashed at the family castle there in uh 
just outside of Calgary. So I, I they were already plotting to do something nice for my mom, and I was like, "That's well, that end threats to kidnap her back to BC because <laughs> they'd get up in the morning and I'd see them all like chowing down on breakfast that she was making. She made everybody there. breakfast. She made uh, everybody this breakfast. This is like Canadian Ghostbusters summer camp, man. This sounds so but great. That's exactly what it was. <laughs> uh. But then they, uh, I was sitting there, I came in uh, day two or day three, no, day three, I guess. And they said, we're looking for you. We want to say thank you for, you know, organizing all this. I was like, I didn't organize anything. I said, let's just be there. He said, yeah, but you, you know, let us stay at your place. I was like, I didn't let you stay anywhere. My mom did. And they said, you know what I mean? I was like, okay, you're welcome. And they said, but we got you something. And they bought me a photo opportunity with uh, Carl Urban. Oh, dude, Carl Urban? Yeah. Oh, my God, I'm so jealous. Well, it was nice. I mean, I didn't get to talk to him. Like, it's literally, here, picture, go. Yeah, here, it's one of those assembly picture. lines, but still, that's that's pretty cool. That guy's my hero. Yeah, that no, was pretty great. I, briefly, it was like, I'm really sorry that Almost Human stopped, because I love that show. That was a um, great show, and it shot in Vancouver, it didn't it? It shot in Vancouver, yep. right? See, there you go. Uh, well, he's pretty Vancouver-y, because the treks were shooting there, still are, as far as yep. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh, but anyways, Carl Urban. So I stepped up. He took one shot. The funny part is I was like, I borrowed one of the guy's PK meters. And I said, here, you want to PK it up? And he's like, sure. And I had it all with the arms up, ready to go. And he started pressing buttons. And then he's like, wait, wait, hang on. Wait, wait. And the <laughs> photographer took the picture. And then the first picture was him and I just looking over this thing. And he's like, I'll do another one. <laughs> so I popped the other one. And then Carl went running up to look at it. I don't know what he was checking for. But I think uh, he gave me the Spock eyebrow raise. So. Uh, okay, that's good. God, he plays play Spock in Star Trek, right? Uh, him, yeah, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, Get okay. ready for the angry tweets, but yes, you're right. Don't uh, write in. <laughs> I'm not that tired. Well, uh, th- over 3,300 for a, a children's hospital. That's that's pretty. Yep. I mean, good good for you guys for all coming together and pulling it together and and spending time of your con, you know, raising those funds and. Man, that's that's awesome. My my hats off to you guys. It sounds like it, a lot of fun. It sounds like it was totally worth it too. Totally worth it. And uh, with a little luck, I think actually we're going to bring the green screen to a couple of Vancouver events. So, ooh, well, I'll I'll fly up. There I gotta go. get a photo. I gotta pay my. <laughs> you know, I gotta do it. So, um, all right. Well, thanks so much for that recap, Chris. Let's uh, let's get into the news because there's a lot of it again, as all, as there always is as always. these last few weeks. So, let's get to some news. Egon, Peter, I have some news from the world of Zozo. Now, well, here's your next month's cover of GQ. All right, Chris, let's start with uh, the old news that's new news. New news that's old news. The original 1984 Ghostbusters is back. Like it ever really went away? Come on, seriously? But yeah, it's, it's going to be back in theaters this June, uh, thanks to Fathom. You know, they do those live events in AMC and Regal and, and several other cinemas. And yeah. so they've, they've scheduled dates on June 8th and June 12th, and they're going to do uh, a live event. Uh, here's the thing about these live events. They live stream the movie. They blast it out from wherever the NORAD satellite is that Fathom Events has. Um, but they usually put some cool stuff in there, like Q and A's, uh, and maybe footage, or maybe B roll, or maybe a sneak preview of the new movie. Or there's usually something to coincide with it. So it's it's probably going to be a lot more than just a screening of the the film itself. Um, so hey, that's cool. You get to see Ghostbusters on the big screen before you get to go see the new iteration of it a month later. Yeah, no, we don't. You don't? Oh, you, no, it's not up there. You self-important American. Well, wait, uh, no. Fathom, Fathom does Canadian events too, don't they? 
Uh, not that I've ever seen. I may be wrong, but oh uh, man! Well, I for thought... example, we don't have AMC up here, so oh, that's interesting. Yeah. What's the? I I swear that Fathom has done because they do like the Rocky Horror live and they do the live concerts and things like that. And I, boy, I, it's like the Scotia Bank. Uh, somebody somebody has the Fathom uh, license up there. I swear. Oh, okay. Well, so there is yeah the Scotiabank Cinemas, which is part of the Cineplex series uh, of cinemas. So maybe, yeah, maybe that's it. Yeah, but I've never heard of one though. But then again, you know, you know, maybe it just took Ghostbusters before I went. Yeah, I mean, it, and it's that? one of those. It's one of those specialized things that maybe if you hit up, you know, the the online ticket uh, vendor of your choice, like a movie tickets or a Fandango or whoever, but. They'll they'll usually if you search for Ghostbusters on June eighth or June twelfth they'll show you if it's in your area or oh, somewhere close by. But uh, yeah, definitely definitely do that because those are a lot of fun and and it'll be good to see it. Now here's here's the other thing too is I'm willing to bet since it's going to be a digital broadcast of it, they're going to blast it out in that new four K format too. So it's going to be a clean, pristine, high definition print. So good. Now, you know, when do we get to see the the 3D? Do you remember like several years ago? I it, yeah, it was it was shipped over to India or whatever where the They did the post conversion on it and then we heard nothing of it past that point. That's a actually, really good I question. Sh- I shouldn't even I shouldn't even say India cuz that's a terrible joke. And actually I know for a fact that uh companies in uh uh Canada were involved in helping out with the the conversion. So it was being converted it was, but we never. No, there are some. There are some instances that sometimes that 3D conversion takes place, and then I mean, look at uh, Star Wars. They were going to release all six of them in 3D, and I think they got through Episode One, and that was the end of it. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it's, sometimes it just doesn't work. Sometimes it does. Maybe they did a test, and then somebody gave it the thumbs down, or maybe they're just maybe. holding on to it and waiting. I don't know. And That's... maybe now's the time. That's a good point. Maybe they stream it. Everybody's got the 3D glasses, and then they switch over to Ivan Reitman and uh, Dan Aykroyd, uh, shot with two cameras simultaneously, so you can get the 3D <laughs> live streamed to you. Yeah, man, that would be cool. God, I do. They'd announce that. Just they spoiled they it. would. I know. No, well, no, they would have announced that. That's yeah. too good of a selling point. They would tell people it, it's but. in 3D. Yeah. But oh, uh, wow. hey, if you want to see the movie in sort of kind of 3D, uh, Barbecue Films in Brooklyn, New York, these are kind of the answer to the secret cinemas in the UK. Um, I don't. Are you familiar with these, Chris? Like the they do the immersive experiences for for screenings of movies. So, like I went to this one uh, at the old at the Olympic Village in London, where they made it up to look like Hill Valley, and they like built the clock tower on the side of a building and. Everybody gathers around Hill Valley Square and they have actors running around as like uh, Mayor Barry and all this stuff. And you basically live inside the movie leading up to a screening of the film. Yeah. So Barbecue Films, they're essentially doing the exact same thing. They've done a few of these before. They did an Enchantment Under the Sea dance with Back to the Future. They are going to do an immersive screening on June 8th at the same time as the Fathom event. (laughs) Ha ha. Uh, but it's going to last for three days, so June 8th, 9th, and 10th as of now, and they may extend it to more because I think the tickets as of now are sold out. So we're, we're telling you about something that I don't think you can actually buy tickets to see now. Yeah, it sounds like a bit more of a special event than just a regular theater Yeah, I mean, screening. and these are very select because they don't let a lot of people in because obviously the venue is very small. It's a warehouse somewhere in Brooklyn that they've made up to be the Ghostbusters headquarters. And, you know, obviously you, you don't want 
like elbow to elbow people, you want the Ghostbusters to be able to run around and do all of this stuff. So um, my guess is they will probably extend it. If, if they sold out as fast as I think they sold out, they will probably extend it to a few more days. But uh, that would be, I mean, I wish I lived on the East Coast. That would be a lot of fun to go check out. Uh, maybe they'll do something in LA. That's all I can think of. Or Vancouver. Hey, for you guys. Maybe. I don't yeah, know. I mean, the fallback is if it doesn't show up here, I will just head down stateside. I will grab the Ghostbusters BC. We'll make a little day trip down. Uh, although, under the if that is the case, then I do, you know, that uh, I feel bad for, I know, the, our friends in the UK and all that that often feel a little left out. That's true. That's true. But they do have the secret cinema out there. So I know. I would be willing to bet that Ghostbusters will pop up on the secret cinema. They actually, now that I think about it, do you remember they did one, they did a secret cinema in Germany uh, to coincide with a, it was a, uh, it was like a cell phone launch or something. Um, but they took over a hotel and people went into the hotel and they had these sort of like um, augmented reality experiences where you yeah. held up whatever the phone was and you could see the ghost and they had the Ghostbusters come out and do it. It was all a big thing for the cell phone. But there's been there's been a few of them. Um, what has never been clear is I wonder if in New York they'll roll in the um, uh, the minions of Gozer because. If there's one thing that is a capper on it is if it's people shadow casting right, along with the film. Right. I always I've always loved that. Yeah, um, I mean it's interesting. The the secret cinema guys, they didn't really do a shadow cast per no. se, but I mean they recreated scenes like for Back to the Future when we were there, the the skateboard chase, the guy was on the skateboard with the DeLorean uh or with the, I'm sorry, not the DeLorean, the 1950s car, and they recreated all of that. And then the very end of the film, they had the DeLorean screaming around the circle, uh, that kind of thing. But they don't really do a full shadow cast like Rocky Horror Picture Show style. No, but not, but not like the Minions of Gozer do. But that's just it. I don't know how many groups are out there other than the Minions of Gozer. So yeah. they may be a, a unique element that it'd be really nice if uh, they're somehow incorporated in. But I feel like this is the Minions of Gozer's busy season, man. If they're not doing three shows a week, I know. come on, guys, get to work. It's, it's time to be off Broadway, guys. Come on. <laughs> you got to pull it together. You got to do this now. Now is your time. Dan Aykroyd, have you ever wanted a Broadway credit? Back us <laughs> up here. Yeah, exactly. Creator. Uh, characters by. Yeah. Give hey, me uh, a C, a bouncy C. <laughs> Uh, speaking of characters by Real Ghostbusters, Chris, remember that time that we mentioned that Real Ghostbusters was buried in a press release saying that 58 episodes are coming out on DVD? I do recall that. Well, we have a little bit of information as to when those are coming and how those are coming. We still don't know anything about what the episodes actually are themselves, but Amazon's got pre-orders up right now for five volumes, uh, single discs each at $14.99 each. Uh, they're going to have 11 to 12 episodes on each disc. So it's kind of interesting that they broke it up that way to me because knowing that people want like full season sets, why not just do a full season? Like why not put the first 22 episodes out there, you know? But yeah, it's and very if it's strange. A, if it's a packaging per disc pressing thing, you and I talked about this before, why not take what exists made for the DVD and throw it onto, you know, one or two Blu-rays. You can yeah. maintain the price point and, and get I, it I, all out there. There's there's a weird sort of, um, not territorial, but a, almost like a licensing thing that I don't believe that the Time Life bonus features will be on these no. discs because they're coming from Sony proper. So That, I'm, I'm pretty sure, is probably the case. So there's, <gasps> I know what it is. Oh, he's figured it out. 
Paul Feig has gone back and destroyed the rest of them. <laughs> that Don't guy. give them ideas. He has. <laughs> He's like a thief in the night. He has gone and stolen all of the masters to real Ghostbusters just to screw with your childhoods even more. <laughs> well, he doesn't have to steal them. It's just no. wave a magnet no, over the remaining yeah. uh, quarter-inch tapes. Yeah, I, I, I mean... Don't give people ideas because they'll think that that's the case. But uh, no, I mean, <laughs> my guess is that what they've done is they're they're doing a new. It's a vanilla release. Maybe there will be a bonus feature on one or two of them, but I I doubt it. Especially with twelve episodes on a disc, that's that's maxing out the capacity of a regular DVD. So yeah. Uh, I would imagine these are just going to be the episodes. Maybe it's going to be the best of. Maybe it's going to be a random selection of episodes. Maybe it's just the first 58 episodes because everybody knows the first two seasons were the best. I don't know. I really don't know. But uh, so at any rate, it looks like they're coming out in July. I think uh, July 5th. I didn't put it on the rundown because I'm a sick, NyQuil, hopped up idiot. But I'm pretty sure it was the first week of July uh, because that's when a lot of the other stuff is going to be hitting as well. So... You know, pre-order those if you don't have real Ghostbusters on DVD. Uh, at the same time, maybe you want to wait and find out more about them because maybe this is a, a can't-miss thing and then you'll definitely want to put a pre-order up. Who knows? All right, Chris, now we have come to the Ghostbusters 2016 news. And uh, I don't know if you saw it uh, because everybody and their grandma was trying to throw it in, in your face, uh, but... You know what? Ghostbusters is the most disliked trailer on YouTube. I don't. Did you hear that? No, no I, I. Somebody I, is saying that every five seconds. I know. So it's kind of tough to miss it. It was Vulture.com that reported it first. I'm trying to remember now. I don't. I mean, it's again, it's one of those that just spread like wildfire because it really fits into 140 characters and it gets you clicks. It's the yeah. clickbait of the week. And, and it's very dramatic it's um, very dramatic and i don't i don't really want to get into it because stats can be really boring and we've talked about this like ad nauseum before <laughs> I w- so i will tell you two interesting stats and i can't take credit for them but somebody when this went around and i retweeted it uh, uh somebody pointed out that if the t- the likes to dislikes mapped to the 30 million views so whatever it was uh half a million dislikes to 300 whatever i can't remember if that ratio mapped up to the 30 million if those people went an opening weekend it would make ghostbusters like the fifth highest grossing <laughs> comedy of all time or God, something yeah. like this like it's just it's it, like it's, you and i have always stood on the it's not that well i don't find stats boring i find them very interesting you find them boring i find i'm but not a numbers guy that's but we've problem. always pointed yeah. out they don't mean what you think right like you really there are people with years of study and lots of letters after their name that will crunch data like massive amount of data to try to you know glean meaning from this youtube thing is nothing right like it tells us nothing it's yeah well and we'll we'll get to that in a second because we also have the entertainment weekly um article on our rundown as well where they actually mentioned something to that effect which i, I really admired and i actually I sent them a note of thanks because of the way that they handled it because it was so many people out there. It's the most disliked trailer of all time. Look, we can put this headline up and it gets us hits and views and whatever. And it's funny because Screen Rant actually, they did a little bit of journalism and they put a couple of quotes in there from a few of the actors, including Melissa McCarthy. 
And then that one picked up steam because it turned into the clickbait of the week because everybody said, and I'm looking at you, Boston Globe, whose headline said, Melissa McCarthy disses trailer. Like, that's not what she said at that all. That's not what she said at all. But but Melissa McCarthy said, it's a reboot, not a remake. I know it's weird that they say in the trailer 30 years ago, but in this movie, it's like the first one didn't happen. It's a really great story, but it's told differently. It's the same thing of four unlikely heroes in New York City. Ghosts are taking over. It's the same classic story, but it's not a 30 years later. Believe me, the question was asked. I think it's very confusing. But then everybody said, we don't care what you think. So she's essentially saying when that copy came out, I was kind of confused by it. And then I brought it up and somebody said, we don't care what you think. Okay, that to me, that's the dissing in there. It's that, well, Melissa McCarthy said, I think people are going to be confused by this. And they're like, <laughs> it'll be fine. Meanwhile, all of us were kind of confused by we it. We were a little confused. Um, so I don't know. She says it's the same classic story, but it's not a 30 years later. So to me, that means it is not an extension 30 years later of Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters 2. It's something entirely different, which everybody has told us from the get-go. Um, but, I mean, everybody picked up on this saying, Melissa McCarthy finds the trailer confusing, and Melissa McCarthy hates the trailer. Look, even the cast hates the trailer of the movie. It's just, it's this weird snowball effect that just drives me nuts. I really hate what the media uh, consumption has become now. Yeah, well, hold on to your hat because I think it's only going to get. I know it's only going to get crazier. So, um, but hey, so speaking of things that I actually admired, I do want to call out Entertainment Weekly that I mentioned because they they had another article saying that Ghostbusters is going to be the most highly scrutinized movie of the summer, which is a very tempered and very good headline, which I really liked, but. I also I want to applaud them for how quickly and easily they they dismissed the clickbait because it was out there as the low hanging fruit. But um, here's here's a little excerpt from the Entertainment Weekly article. They said, set to open on July fifteenth, Ghostbusters has been heralded as both the most anticipated and the most hated movie of the summer season. God, that sucks that it's both in one. According to a Fandango poll released on Monday, moviegoers selected the Sony release as their most anticipated summer comedy. Of course, that means Captain America Civil War and Finding Dory are the most anticipated action and family films, so they differentiated those. But then they said, that positive news offsets the report from last week that the film's first trailer is the most hated in YouTube history with 507,610 dislikes. Here's their parenthetical that I really enjoyed. They said, reality check, 27 million people watch the trailer, which puts the 500,000 at less than 2% of the viewers. So this is them saying, okay, it's the most hated in YouTube history with those 500 some dislikes, but 27 million people have watched this thing. So 2% of the people click dislike and then, you know, 1.5% of the people clicked like. I'm guilty. I don't click like on stuff that I like all the time. And sometimes when I dislike something, I, I turn it off. I don't push dislike either. I mean, that's it's that's why it's such a tough gauge. But anyway, so they say neither of these polls feature accurate samplings of the movie going population, but it's likely that Feig and Sony, the studio behind the upcoming film, are probably placing more merit on the Fandango poll which analyzes a sampling of frequent moviegoers than YouTube's most hated list, which likely reflects that portion of Ghostbusters fandom that has hated the idea of messing with Dr. Peter Vankman from the moment it was revealed that star Bill Murray would not reprise his role. Uh See, that's, that's a really telling statement right there, that 
people we've talked about it before they are predisposed to hate this movie and that's a big part of this it's not misogyny it's not sexism it's not people discriminating against x y or z people just didn't want to like this movie from the start and that's the problem well i mean it's a venn diagram it's not all that there is some of that the the position i've taken is is um no not everybody that hates this movie is being sexist but yes, some of them are. Some of them and are, yes. I granted. think, however, think of a way to get people to stop complaining about Ghostbusters. Yeah, how'd that work out? Yeah, that, calculate what the um, the ad buy value is every time they mention Ghostbusters. That's true. Every time they mention <laughs> it, that's search engine optimization, right that's there. Search engine optimization. Yeah. Um, I, you know, you know every- my my counter to that, Chris, that I've started people that, especially on proton charging, I, I'm sure they find it annoying, and I think it's really funny. They'll post just really random things like no or nope or sad or whatever. Just like these one yes. word responses. <laughs> I hit him back with a little freakazoid hugbees and I haven't heard a peep back since. I, no, people just mine, can't fight the hugbees. I'm the same as you. Mine is the um, the uh, Kevin uh, saxophone toot. <laughs> toot. Toot. Yeah. That's the way to do it. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's tough. Uh, All of these people that were predisposed to not like the movie and no matter what happens, even if it's reshoots, if it's um, this this disliked stat that's flying around the Internet right now, whatever they're going to take, they're going to take it as fuel. And so, I mean, the reshoots that have started happening, the Entertainment Weekly article called them out as well. But uh, reshoots here in Los Angeles have been happening this past week. Uh, As you listen to this a week ago today. Uh, downtown Los Angeles, they did a little bit of reshooting, um, exteriors. There were some spy photos that leaked out and, uh, I I don't know. I feel like it's okay to talk about these, Chris. I don't really like talking about spy photos, but they're really harmless. I mean, it's, they were taken in between takes. They're wearing their black robes. So like you're, you're not seeing anything about their costumes. Um, but I mean, basically they're, they're downtown, they're shooting exteriors. We don't know what it is they're shooting, but they're shooting something to sort of smooth out something missing in the movie. There's yes, which could be editorial where they went, this doesn't flow right. We need an extra shot. Yeah. Or they cut something out that they now have to build a bridge between. Exactly. Uh, or third, well, there's four, so that's two. Third is something screwed up, like uh, in effects production, that there's something about the photo or the the film that they shot that's not getting them the effect shot that at the quality level they want. Oh, that's a, then, yeah, that's a good point. That the composition of whatever they shot as as a practical plate was wrong or wasn't wasn't selling or something. So they have to reshoot it in order to redo the the visual effect shot. Yeah, that, that the, makes sense. And then the fourth one is similar to what you talked about about the bridge. There's something as they've been showing it off that's not flying the way they want, so they need to put a tag in there or something. Uh, what we've seen of, uh, like for example, Melissa McCarthy, and again, it's not a spoiler because I think we saw some stills of her, and Paul Feig mentioned her flying in a rig at one point. Uh, it's her in a rig again, uh, flying around. Oh, so, there was there was that one shot that I think Paul Feig or somebody tweeted out we're on the soundstage with melissa mccarthy and the wire rig is yeah, that what you're he talking was about he was dancing around underneath her it, yeah it feels yeah. like they're kind of back in that scene again shooting it uh which means that suggests to me that it's a um 
uh, might be an effects thing. Well, that's a good point because that was inside on a soundstage. It was against like a black psych. It wasn't even like a green screen or something. And now they're shooting exteriors with practical backgrounds. So maybe something changed where they needed the actual background in the shot. Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, until they tell us, we'll never know. Yeah. Where are you, Don Shea? And son, <laughs> we're know, counting on, on you to, to, to cover that. Don, Jody, where are you guys? We need that making of book. <laughs> Can't we just call him Don Jr.? No, that's terrible. I never do that. No. Um, so, yeah. And uh, the thing is, is um, I myself live in a, you know, this kind of, the you know, the, the digital world. Uh, my side is video games, so... I know for a fact that over the last five years, it's gone from go buy a box off the shelf, which is very hard to update those games, to, um, hell, you can update a game every 10 seconds if you if you want Yeah, yeah. Uh, online. Same thing here uh, with them streaming the videos digitally to cinemas, etc. Or, you know, oh God, what was the record? Somebody said something about, I don't think it was the Star Wars, was it? Well, I, I can tell you two examples off the top of okay. my head. Uh, Transformers, right. the Michael Bay Transformers. I, I can't remember if it was two or three, but the uh, the Grauman's Chinese Theater premiere was being streamed off of an Avid because they had made changes five minutes before the premiere. Holy cow. They hauled the Avid into the theater? They were running the premiere off the Avid. And you know what? That's not that's not uncommon. A lot of times that happens. I mean, a lot of those DCPs for premieres, sometimes sometimes even the premieres for films will have missing effect shots in them just because they're wow. still working on stuff. But uh, So there, there was one. Uh, if you think of the Avengers film, they did a pickup reshoot after the premiere. Of that's course, it was the, the shawarma one. scene. The shawarma scene. But, but still... But still, I mean, it's it's they're shooting stuff after the movie has already premiered to an audience. The, That's just it's the digital yeah. workflow. It's a tapeless workflow. You don't have to strike all of these negatives that have to be no. shipped across the world. There's no shooting and then check the dailies and then send it out for processing and editing and effects and plating and compositing and all that sort of thing. It's like shoot it, playback looks good, send it off, away yeah, we go. But think and, about, I mean, the, the freedom that that gives you uh, as a game designer too, Chris, like if you if you shot something, you put it all together and you sat down and you played it through and you go, ah, oh, man, if I could just fix that one thing, if I could be George Lucas and make Greedo fire first, oh, but if I could just fix that one thing before this goes out to audiences and you go, oh, wait, I can. The movie doesn't come out until July. I've got all the time in the world. So go out and you film this one thing or that one line of dialogue yep. or that one cutaway shot that's going to make everything better. It's fine. It's This is totally normal. Every film does this. This is not yeah. a sign of the apocalypse, guys. Well, somebody was mentioning that the Guardians of the Galaxy was doing major third act effects re-renders three weeks out. Wow. Which, when you think about it, was kind of insane because it's not like they press a button and these things render out in a couple of minutes. No, they can, no. They probably take days, even with current processing power. It probably takes days to spit these things out. So God. three weeks out, you make your changes, you render it out, and then you got to show it off and make sure that production's okay with it. And if it's not, let's, you know, so let's be honest here. That it, boy. That's kind of three weeks is kind of tight. So here we are. What two months? What's the date? Two and 
two and yeah, a half. Yeah, we've got uh, 70, 60, 69 days. I think we have 69 days from now. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, from May 9th, I, I don't know. I'm not really good at math, Chris. That's why you're the stats guy. You should know this. I'm just putting it at roughly two and a half months. But uh, fine, two months, 10 days. Anyways, um, at the end of it, I, I still, you know, I feel for the effects team because they're going to have to, you know, whatever. Sh- I don't even know which team it's going out to. There's probably multiple teams, but whoever has this shot, they're going to have to. They're starting uh, from scratch. Well, they're going to have to hustle. Yeah. 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 Uh, not entirely. I mean, if there's elements that have to be created and stuff like that, you know, modeled and effects, you know, programmed and all that, that's all sitting there ready to go. They will have to be tweaked to to fit in the shot, but at least they've gone through the, here's what the flying slime looks like. And they're like, good. So yeah, they'll have to tweak the flying slime. Yeah, exactly. All of the R&D is already finished. It's all, it's all just set to go. It's, but still, it's going to be, you know, some... Some busy nights. Um, uh, yeah, they've they've got their work cut out for them. But we know that Paul Feig and all of the the post production people uh, actually, as we're recording this, Paul Feig tweeted out that he was in the edit bay and that was at uh, eight o'clock at night. So we know that they're also pulling long nights yeah. trying to make this movie the best that it possibly can be too. So let's it's, put it this way: Paul Feig is uh, a comedy director, and this is he's gone from very little effects budget. Uh, Spy didn't have a huge amount of effects in it. It had some, but not a huge amount, to a massive summer blockbuster amount Jeez, of effects. yeah. The fact that we're not hearing about, it's a giant, you know, crap storm, is, you know, a testament. Congrats <laughs> to him and his producers and everybody, you know, director of photography, everybody backing them up. It's, it's let, let's be honest, could be worse. Yeah, they're really weathering the storm here. I mean, it could be, it could be a really bad disaster and but it's, yeah as yeah. you said it's you don't re- nobody should read anything into this except that they are making changes to make the movie better that's all it yeah, comes down exactly to. exactly and so if if you are reading into it or if you are using it as fuel for your argument against the film uh maybe you should read the huffington post i feel like you oh, should yes. you should dive into that huffington post article because they had an entire article dedicated on why you should be excited for the new ghostbusters Um, And again, another very logical, uh, very well thought out argument here that didn't feel like somebody just had a really bad day and decided to write a blog. Uh, But so the Huffington Post article says, Gen X guys, hear me out. It wasn't just yours. You know what? You didn't own it. We all did. All of us girls were right by your sides cheering on Peter Vankman as he declared it was time to show this prehistoric bitch how we do things downtown. Perhaps let's take a beat on the hate and try to reframe your expectations here. You know what? Maybe this isn't Prince performing Let's Go Crazy. Maybe this is that viral video of the Hamilton cast performing their version of Let's Go Crazy. It's not the original, but it's equally chillingly awesome and special for its own reasons. And take your kids, because if you are old enough to feel so precious about the first Ghostbusters, you likely have them by now. Let your daughters and your sons believe that they could all grow up to be Kristen Wiig or Leslie Jones and be gut-splittingly funny while kicking ghost ass. Besides, once you show them the first Ghostbusters, they are probably going to beg you to see the new one anyway, and they are not going to understand why you are being so bitchy about it. So stop yucking their yum and take them. 
I I love this article, Chris. Like it, it says everything so articulately that I have been trying to say for months. It's all about perspective, right? That's really what it comes down to. And it's the kind of thing I've tried to make room. I mean, at the end of the day, I may not agree with people who are upset about the movie. You know, but it's their life. The line I have to draw is when they have to imp and it's the thing I that bugs me most is if you have to make sure you're it's impacting other people's lives to make it feel like it's something's happening. Yeah, and worse kids. That's just it. It's one thing it's it's annoying enough when it's making sure that nobody gets to it. <laughs> I it's Tuesday. I hope it's better than Monday because here comes my bowl of cornflakes and I'm here to poop in it. It's like, <laughs> ah, again, excellent. But when, you know, kids, right? Like the number of guys like, oh, using your kids to push this movie. It's like that kid doesn't look unhappy to be playing with the toys. You know what I mean? Like, ah, boy. Yeah, I feel, I feel like when you, people post these pictures of their kids, especially now that the merchandise is coming out and they're wearing the proton packs and they're playing with the toys and, and the, the, the negative people just have to put their two cents in and look, these kids look genuinely happy. Look, Chris, when, when we were kids and we were playing with our real Ghostbusters toys, we didn't have the internet to be like, you guys are sellouts. How dare you? That's the cartoon version of the Bill Murray film. That's ridiculous. You know, that didn't exist. These kids are actually living in the moment and they're experiencing what we experience. Just let them experience it for themselves as well. It's just, it. Oh, it's so depressing that these kids have to deal with that. And then at some well, point... Well, no, here's they, the thing. They don't. At the end of the day, we're they seeing... They care? It. We think it's ridiculous that anybody has that much of an opinion about kids having fun with stuff. The kids don't know. The kids don't care. Yeah. No, that's that's true. They're not. I mean, their parents are posting it up there. And then, you know, Joe Schmo in Arkansas is posting their retort. And the kids don't yeah. see that, which is good. A, that's good. There's a lot of adults that have forgotten what it's like to be a kid. Like the people who have said, the movie's not even out. They don't know what any of that stuff is. Why would they want it? It's like, my son insists that I give him my Starbucks, you know, those little sipper cappers that they put in your to-go? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he loves those. Uh, he has no idea what they are. He just insists that he gets he mine every morning. Those. Yeah. Uh, kids play, you know, turn six, sticks into swords and boxes into spaceships. Uh, they don't care if it looks cool yeah. and you're giving it to them, they'll play with it. And and before Batman Returns came out, I had uh, the penguins with the missile launchers on the back of them. And I had <laughs> I had a Batmobile that turned into a weird bullet thing that I had no idea why it did that because I hadn't seen the movie yet. I mean, th that's just the way that stuff works. You you want it because it's cool. Look, that's the thing that helps you bust ghosts. I saw Ghostbusters, the original, or I've seen the cartoons or whatever. Yeah. I know that that's what that does. That's that's all they see it as. I mean, I have to assume that these people are one step away. That if somebody were to, like, if a, kids build their own proton packs out of egg cartons and you know uh, plastic tubing, yes, I can only assume that they will happily tell those kids that their backpack sucks. Oh yeah, exactly. Your firehouse is not screen accurate. I built my firehouse out of like wood shingles that my dad had as scrap. You know, I, I built that for my real Ghostbusters toys. Because I didn't have the firehouse. Uh, I lived in rural Franktown, Colorado, man. Nobody, could, we didn't have access to that thing. There was a Toys R Us, and they got one of them. And whoever that kid in the neighborhood was that got that, they were the coolest person on the block, man. But 
I, I mean, I just, I feel like this is, this is their time now. We can enjoy it as well. That's the great thing about something like Ghostbusters is kids and adults can enjoy it. But man, especially when it comes to the kids, just knock it off. Like just let no. them have their fun. That That's a line that I'm not happy with. Um, it might be a capper along with the Huffington Post thing, but did you see, uh, is it Jessica Lee? Is that right? Uh, Jessica, the no. The Nightly w- Show? Oh, I, no, I, I saw just a quick blurb about this, but she, she did say something about this, right? Jessica, Jessica, I'm, I'm not familiar with her until this came along. I apologize, we don't She's get She's one of the Larry Central. Wilmore correspondents. I saw, it was right. a photo of what she had said. Oh, yeah, I have, it, I have it here. Okay, um, yeah, what was it that I, she said? Well, I have to apologize to her because uh, we don't get his show, uh, the nightly show in... Uh, uh, in Canada, uh, the, the, our comedy network here mirrors a lot of the car, uh, the comedy network in the States, but not all of it. And their show hasn't made it yet, but she did a bit. Her quote is give Ghostbusters a chance. Maybe it'll be good. Maybe it'll be bad, but it's not the fact that it's women that will make it that way. Just look at Batman versus Superman. You guys destroyed that all on your own. <laughs> oh God. That's that's right. I do remember seeing that now. Yeah. Well, it's a good it's a good yeah. it's a good lesson in perspective because everybody now likes to go uh yeah, and you know, it's going to get panned like Batman versus Superman and I'm like, yeah, the movie that's raked in 800 million dollars worldwide. It's made so much and look at yeah, all the, the got, response to the panned. trailers. That trailer is the best trailer I've ever seen in my entire life. You know, there everybody was so stoked for this movie and then all of a sudden the tides changed on it and i yeah i mean that's 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 actually really smart good for jessica (laughs) Uh, well so at any rate i mean yeah again it kind of comes down to the same argument that you and i have been talking about for this is our 51st episode if you can believe it but 51 episodes we've been saying look maybe the movie will be bad maybe it'll be good I God, I've been waiting for so long for another Ghostbusters movie. Just let me be excited, damn it. And well, if it ends up being bad, it ends up being bad. We'll talk about it. It'll here, be fine. Here's, here's the thing. Nobody anymore gets to say, just stop this movie now and, and we'll forget all about it. It's it's not. They're paying oh. money for reshoots. It's two and a, you know, two months, ten days away. Yeah. It's and not it, happening. Right? It didn't happen when Michael Keaton was cast as Batman to bring it back to Batman again. Like people claimed that they wanted that movie shut down and it's going to be an abomination and how dare you blah 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 blah. What blah, was blah, wrong blah. with Look, Michael it was Keaton? Fine. People hated Michael Keaton. When Michael Keaton was cast as Batman, there was this huge outcry. There was some oh, sort of petition that they like circulated around him. and there's nothing wrong with Michael Keaton. Absolutely you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. <laughs> Let's get nuts. <laughs> Well, to cap off our Ghostbusters 2016 conversation, before we get into the merch, because we had such a great segue with the kids and all that stuff, but I I want to do a little throw out to our our friends at the Yes Have Some podcast. If you have not called in, if you didn't listen to their live episode, they got Paul Feig on the line. And uh, as we're recording this, I'm not entirely sure what he said, because we record at the same time that Yes Have Some does their live show, because they just want to be competitive like that. But look, guys... Look what I'm doing for you. I'm giving you a shout out. You guys, they got Paul Feig on the show. Go listen to it. I voted it. against I'm, the shout out. Uh, I just want that on the record. Fine. You're a jerk <laughs> like that. But anyway, so I'm not entirely sure what Paul said to them, but uh, if you want some more Ghostbusters 2016, uh, go check out Yes, Have Some. 
They are on iTunes. They're on Stitcher. They're on the Facebooks. They're on the Twitters. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. So go listen to Paul there. But let's talk merch now. Let's do this. Because in the rundown, Chris, I wrote this really bitter thing that I said, merch is all over the place, but not in Los Angeles yet. And then what do I do at my lunch break? I go out to Toys R Us on my lunch break, and I got all four of the figures. Very nice. <laughs> so once again, when I send you a rundown, something always inevitably changes after inevitably. that. And the minute we stop recording, something, something happens. Something will change again. Yeah, but I, I mean, everybody is posting pictures. People are finding all of the Ecto Minis, the figures, the Proton Pack, the well, Ectomobile. Let's, let, yeah, let's do a quick run. So the the proton packs have shown up. The plushies have shown up. The plushies, the interactive the, slimer that you pull the tongue pull and you pull tongue. down the arm. The I didn't see him yet, but he's no, out there. He's out there. The squishy ghosts. Squishy ghosts are out there. Are out there. Ecto minis. Um, uh, so the the three. I've seen the three package uh, like carded ones, yeah. but not the blind box ones yet. I haven't seen not those the blind out box. there yet. We haven't seen the trap. We have not seen the trap. The the playset or the shooter. The, or the, the thing. yes, but it has shown up on uh, Kmart and Target's websites. Okay, so it's, so coming, it's coming soon. It's out there soon. Well, and what we did catch just in time, uh, in the four figures, what we did catch in time is that they're starting to show up on eBay. Mattel's original four classic Ghostbusters, the ones we talked about, packed with the the build a no ghost logo right, pieces. Right, they're out. They're a Walmart exclusive. Oh. That explains why nobody at Toys R Us or Target has been finding them. So the original yeah. guys are Walmart exclusives. Yes, and I, as Got I it. said before, I'm, I wasn't uh, buying the Mattel ones, and I was happy to get these. And now, not a hundred percent sure I'll be able to Ooh. find them. We're gonna make a rundown, so hopefully I'll be able to find. Yeah, them. Yeah, hopefully but, you can find them in Walmart. So I, I think so. So the lesson to be learned here is all of the Mattel merchandise is on on shelves now. It had a street date of May first. Um, everything else will be hitting May 30th and into the week of June, the first week of June. So that's going to be all of the t-shirts, clothing, lunch boxes, folders, pencils, pens, like all of that stuff is going to be hitting that last week of May, first week of June, especially again. Pogo stick, bikes. Pogo sticks, bikes, skateboards. God, it was anything and everything. Earthquakes, volcanoes. (laughs) The dead rising from the grave. Uh, yeah, well, which also now begs the question: When's uh, NASA stuff coming out? Uh, oh, there was a date. There was a date on that as well. I believe it was May fifteenth or May fourteenth. Snap. Okay. I think it was. Hold on, I'm gonna check. Or maybe it was June fourteenth or fifteenth. This is a bit too intense. Actually, there's too much stuff coming down the pipe because there's, too much. Uh, there's something I've been waiting for that I noticed on your rundown. Uh, just got announced today, I think, or yesterday, for the 11th of May. And that's the cards. Oh, right. Yes, the cards. Well, the cards are, they're on their way, man. Those are going to be shipping that. They're, well, if they're going to be out in stores on the 11th, yes, they're in the trucks now. Um, and uh, George at Cryptozoic, who's been, oh, my God, into a high gear. There's like six uh, sketch cards. Uh, artists and their various cards getting posted every day. Uh, he posted the last one I saw was pictures of uh, he's got everybody's stuff and uh, 
I got the in the picture was some of the the those uh, substance cards we talked about, right? Right. And uh, the 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 cartoon cell ones. I'm just, uh, I was it it came up. <laughs> I'm sitting here going, I'm a complete nerd, and I'm super hardcore. I'm going to buy two binders because one binder is <laughs> going to be for my set, and the second one's going to be for my Ghostbusters two cards because they need a home. And then I'm going to sell off the special exclusive that comes with it, and it's going to help offset the. Are you ready? I'm hardcore. Two boxes of cards. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Alberta guys are like, "Have you found a guy that's going to sell wholesale boxes? Yeah, I'll get you his number." They're buying case lots of cards and i said wait why two should get you the entire set roughly with some trading they're like yeah but it'll only get you a couple of sketch cards i'm like okay (laughs) hardcore i've lost oh my god lost well, the uh, the Na- the Nas history stuff is hitting, oh. <laughs> and I should apologize. Neither Mike nor Jordan sound like that. <laughs> the jerk. Uh, <clears throat> it's hitting mid May. Uh, looks like it's May twelfth, I believe. Uh, yeah. Oh, release date five twelve sixteen, according to the history website. Yeah, I history clothing website. I so, can't sell my double cards off fast enough to whew, fund that. You got to get moving, man. You got to get going. <laughs> well, let's be fair here. I mean, he's. Urban streetwear line, I probably can't afford it anyways. Um, it's going to be a little costly. It's going to be a little costly. <sighs> Have you found any of the Mattel stuff in stores up in Canada yet? Have you no. looked? No. Oh, I've looked. Nothing. I've been to uh, Toys R Us Market Mall. I went to uh, Toys R Us uh, here in Victoria, British Columbia, which is where I'm at right now. Um, <laughs> I nearly uh, pulled off the road with a screeching of uh, tires to go to the the massive one in Coquitlam, but it just <laughs> doesn't look like it's landed in Canada yet. I'm, ah. I'm hoping it's just a, a, a across the border delay thing, like usually happens. Well, I feel like it's also very limited supply. Like right now, so I when I went yeah. into the Toys R Us at lunch today, flying the, off the shelves, flying. Well, I think there was only one case because I, I I get the sense that the Toys R Us people didn't know what to do with them. There was. Like some of the Ecto minis were in where they have like all of the movie themed, like where they stored the NECA, um, the aliens figures. And, and in that section, that's where two things of the Ecto minis were. And then I kept, I was like, God, they have to have more than that. If they have the Ecto minis, they have to have more than that. So I walked up and down all the aisles and then over there by the Todd McFarlane sports figures is where I found the six inch figures. And all they had were... I got the four leads and then they had one extra Abby and that was it. That was all that was on the shelf. So I get the feeling that maybe they got one or two boxes and then that was it. So maybe this is just like wave one and then all of the restocks are going to come back a little bit later. Well, let's hope so. Like, let's hope it's not a, somebody did some spreadsheeting and went, this is the most that we can sell and uh, make sure we sell it out and make our money back. Oh man. Which I is a that's big thing the these days. You yeah. do your, you do your run. And then it's done because somebody's, you know, some bloody toy actuary has got some <laughs> algorithm that says if we make four per store, they'll absolutely sell and we'll be fine. And well, then, that, that's what killed the Force Awakens line is that they they underestimated because they saw how many of the peg warmers ended up on shelves for, for Phantom Menace. And they said, oh, we're not going to do that again. And so they yeah. undercut what they were giving to all of these stores and... So all of the figures that people wanted weren't showing up on the shelves. People had to buy them through online retailers. So that I feel like that's my, if that's the Mike, case, that's what's going to happen. That's that's 
well, that's going to suck. That's going to be disappointing because part of this whole initiative is since a lot of the toys are aimed at kids, it's making sure every little kid gets to be a Ghostbuster. And, you know, if you don't got enough proton packs, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Well, but it's not going to, the best part is it's not going to stop kids. Like if you want a proton pack, like you said earlier, they're going to build one out of like uh, toilet paper rolls and and wood. It's going to be totally fine. So I'm like a Canadian Santa Claus. I just want all children (laughs) to be happy. All children must be happy. Now, this this 30-something child with the four figures in hand, I have to say these are pretty friggin' cool, man. I mean, the the sculpts are pretty good. Uh, If I had one critique, I would have to say that Aaron, her shoulders are a little broad, so she's a little disproportionate from the other figures, so it looks like she's kind of like standing back from the other figures, but I feel like... Yeah, just looking at them up on the shelf, they they really fit in well, and uh, and the detail like the, in the uh, packs. Yeah, how do you like the glasses? Because we talked about that. The glasses look great, especially on Holtzman, uh, because I feel like I haven't uh, <laughs> admission. Uh, the Monster Party guys are going to be like waiting on bated breath for this. I haven't opened them yet because I I got home, I blew through the door with them in hand, and then we sat down to podcast, so I haven't opened them up. But do you but hear that, Larry? There's they're, time to save them. In the package, if yeah. If you get to his house, you can steal them before he opens them. <laughs> There's still time. Uh, Holtzman's well, glasses look me, awesome. Uh, um, we got to find some Slimers to send to Larry there because... Uh, he loves Slimer. He loves Slimer. Of the four he of them, really he was yeah. the Slimer He's guy. He's the only one that loves Slimer. We'll send we should, him Miss Slimer, too. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that might end the love affair right there, but... Uh, uh, well, here's okay. Here's m- the the much aligned Miss Slimer. Let's just talk about this for a second, Chris, because we have on very good authority that these Mattel figures were developed well in advance of the character designs for the actual yeah. film. So all of the little Ecto minis, all of the ghosts, they were doing the exact same thing that the real Ghostbusters line had to do, and they had to come up with their own line of ghosts. Yeah. That's why you ended up with. Um, you know, gruesome granny and fearsome flush and, and all of these figures that had nothing to do with the actual cartoon itself because Kenner was trying to develop these figures while the animation was still in process. The same thing we have heard has happened on this film. So Ghostbusters 2016, they're figuring out what the ghosts are going to look like in post-production. They're developing the toys at the same time. Yes, somebody is probably like, well, there's a Slimer. Why don't we have Miss Slimer? It's like Pac-Man, Miss Pac-Man. I'm, I'm willing to bet that's exactly what that is. Yeah, I think somebody thought they were being funny at a time when they didn't realize how much a female, a gender-bent Slimer was going to drive a percentage <laughs> of people and around shouldn't. the flipping bend. Oh, come on. It's just Pac-Man with a bow on his head. It's, it's funny. It's fine. It's funny. Yeah. So I mean, so for all the people that, that this is this is the final straw. I can't believe it. They uh, guys, it's just a toy, and not even it's not even a proper action figure toy. It's one of the Ecto minis, and it's they yeah. had to come up with however many of these things 30 35 40 of them <laughs> with no creature designs in hand uh, of course yeah. you're gonna get a miss slimer comedian dana google likes to point out that occasionally you run into uh uh, uh 445 in a, an advertising or marketing boardroom so things like uh uh campbell's soup is good food <laughs> like <laughs> it's right up there with Meat is good, and this is the same thing. It's like, come on, we need two more ghosts. Uh, 
I, yeah. I got to get to my kids' yeah. baseball practice. Uh, I got okay. Ms. Slimer. Uh, Ms. Slimer. Slimer and uh, there we go. Done. Purple guy. What's the purple guy do? I don't know. I, I got to go. Shit, go. Um, if we so, want to talk ghosts, though, um, Daniel Lynch, who gets credit for the um, – I solemnly swear as my – Q2 resolution, not New Year's resolution, to start writing down people's names. Daniel was the one who pointed out uh, Kevin has the the piano keyboard on the desk. Yes, yes. Last episode. I'm glad I you found that. I'm glad you shouted out to him, yeah. He pointed out the in the listings for the video game on the websites, um, ghosts. They mentioned ghosts from the, the, the movie, including Slimer and blah de blah and Sparky. Sparky? Yeah, that's what I said because I didn't read that closely enough. Wait. And he pointed, I'm putting my money down on it. Uh, podcast bet. Podcast bet. Um, I think it's the subway one, and it may actually, oh. if we look at the minis, may end up in there too, because in the subway set uh, pack. Well, the, yeah, there's so in the Ecto minis you have it was Holtzman, and then it was a ghost in the trap, and it was like a blue ghost, and then there was this kind of like electricy looking. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I do think, you think that's Sparky? Well, we see him in the trailer. Remember, Patty goes down into the subway, and there's that oh, blue, right, lightningy ghost. I, which we we're assuming is somebody who died on the third rail or whatever. But yeah, we think he. It looks like he has a name. So shout out to Daniel for that one. Good spot. You Sparky. and I are. You and I are literally. Our brains are so bloody full. We're like missing little things like that now. That, yeah. God. So unbelievable, but it all ties together nicely because, like you were saying, it looks like there's one in that set. So it all makes the perfect sense. We think that ghost now has a name. Whether, well, remember Slimer wasn't called Slimer in the movie, right? Um, he was just the Onion Head. He may not be called yeah. Sparky in the thing, but in, as far as the toy line goes, they, they're calling him Sparky. Yeah. Well, that's that's a good podcast bet. I like that one. <laughs> I like oh, that one, Chris. I didn't even. I I have a podcast bet for you. Lay it on me. All right, here, this is our Trailer Watch 2016, Trailer Watch 2 2016. <laughs> I was going to do it, or I was going to tell you you should play back uh, <laughs> Knuckleheads from last week. <laughs> the, the, the trial and error of trying to do that, yeah. yeah the, the four of us, uh, oh, douche buster, and then Ryan, <laughs> three seconds after we're all done. So, all right. So, I've got I've got a theory, Chris. This yes. is this is my podcast bet for you. We talked about the trailer. We talked about it last week in terms of I bet it's going to be coming about a month out from the the actual film. Yeah, release. you and now, I applied our brains to things we know very little about and made a half-assed guess. Exactly. We just we just spout stuff off. That's what we do. That's what our podcast is for. Um, all right. So here's here's my theory, Chris. Ghostbusters comes out on. June 8th, 1984, right? Yes. Okay. Ghostbusters 2 comes out on June 16th, 1989, right? Okay. W- what if the trailer <laughs> were to come out between the 8th and the 16th of June, or on either one of those dates as some sort of a anniversary, perhaps? Hmm. Or perhaps, remember how we were talking about all of these live events happening at the Fathom shows? Right, in and around that time. In or around that time. 8th and 12th, I believe you said. Yeah, 8th and 12th. So I'm June, paying attention. So June 8th, it seems to me, like if if I were a betting man, if I were a podcast betting man, I'm betting that there's going to be a trailer on June 8th because it's going to be tied into the anniversary of the original film coming out, 
the film being in theaters for the Fathom event, all of these people, I'm sure there's going to be a great uh, marketing buzz around it. They're going to have news there. They're going to have camera crews. To me, that seems like June 8th, man. That's that's the no-brainer. I, I'm i inclined to, to say you might be right on that Ooh. one. Um, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, they missed the 30th. Oh, well. But, um, you know... It's a movie with a it's a movie franchise with a history, and they've already started capitalizing on it. I can't imagine that they wouldn't. Uh, I mean, look at the um, the Valentine's Day stuff they tapped into and all right, that. So yeah, right. why wouldn't you do that? And as you pointed out, it's not all just the new movie too, right? Like uh, I'm pretty sure that as the summer progresses, uh, we're going to see more and more of Dubai Land, yes. uh, oh, which is opening old. in October. Yeah, which is classic Ghostbusters. Um, You mean? I I think yeah. I think that's. It's not just about promoting the 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 new movie, but it'll also be about well the franchise. That's why Ghost Core exists. They want to promote the entire franchise. Right. Right. So if you're going to promote a new movie, uh, yeah, I think that's a good place to put it. Uh, I think we're going to see. I think that week will probably be jam packed with stuff because again the screening, they got that one figured out right June eighth. June 8th. Yeah. And look, it's celebrating the original film too. So it's, uh-huh. it's showing respect to what's come before to the day. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's a good bet. So that's, Actually, that's my bet. Uh, did you see the thing about Dubai land? Uh, I saw it. Well, I saw there was uh, the map actually showed up now because Stingray, map. shout out to Stingray, man. He sends us stuff immediately. Yeah. And then I kind of go, oh, I think I've seen that before. Wait, no. Have I seen that before? No. And I know I hadn't seen it before this time because uh, one of the pictures shows the fire hall from the front and what's next door to it, which is Slimer's Cafe. Slimer's Cafe. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, no. you know what? Fire hall's one thing. I'm inclined to fly to Dubai just so I can eat just at for Slimer's, Slimer's Cafe. <laughs> God, that was the best part about all of the Universal Studio stuff was all of the like weird tie. Like they had Doc Brown's chicken, and then in Florida they had something. It was like a it was a Slimer cheeseburger or a Slimer 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 ham and cheese, cheese sandwich. Ham and cheese ham and cheese sandwich. That was it. Yeah, oh somebody posted it. They had they had a scan of the, <laughs> the menu. Oh Slimer's ham and cheese sandwich. Slimer like, ham and cheese. What? Oh, it makes God. sense. I don't think it makes sense, no, but it totally no kind of sort of makes sense. <laughs> oh boy. Um, did we talk, we talked a bit about empire magazine. Uh, I'm only bringing it up again because have you found it? I haven't found it. I have not found it yet. Americans uh, have found it. Uh, UK's found it because it's well, in the yeah, UK. Yeah, they get but, it the day of. But, uh, but Americans no. found a day of too. So I'm, I'm a little... hoping, you know, our Barnes & Noble is usually a little behind on stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hoping that it hits there. And that's that's usually my go-to for Empire and Cinefix and all of those guys. But yeah, I don't know. I'm hoping to, hoping to get a copy of it because we, we need copy. to talk. Edu- we have to be educated and actually talk about the articles that are within it instead yeah. of being like, I saw this one paragraph. So hopefully we can report on that soon. I just want it just to read it for myself. So I don't know. Hopefully soon. Oh, no. Standing offer to anybody in the UK that wants to send me uh, two copies of Empire Magazine, the Slimer cover, Empire Magazine, Uh, or one Slimer and one subscription one if you can find it. Uh, (laughs) I'll send back. The uh, those beautiful uh, Best Buy steel case. Oh, you may that's not be able to tray. play them. I can't swear that you'll be able to play them, but oh, they're so pretty. So 
standing offer from me, anybody in the UK, if you find something that's cool, I'll trade you for Ecto Cooler. I don't care. I'll find a way to ship it to you. <laughs> I'll fly it to London if I have to. It'll be great. There you go. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, 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 go stoppers. I'm sorry. We'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page and Twitter accounts. Print is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. I just want to get back close again. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Once again, our call in line is 4702 GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. All right, Chris, well, uh, I've got a date with some NyQuil and uh, a really soft pillow as you cough and I cough. It's just... Uh, this it's is what the happens. worst. This is what we do. 51 episodes. This We we wear ourselves thin for you guys. I want you to know. Yeah, somebody uh, said but, we sounded pretty good last week for a sick guy and a tired guy. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, we were saving it for this week to fall apart. Yeah, exactly. We're just going to fall apart the week following. But uh, so, dare Ugh. I ask, do you have any final thoughts for this episode? I feel like a bug in an egger suit. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so, you want some sugar water? She wants some sugar water. Uh, final thoughts Boy, I don't know uh, There's so much happening right now Nothing's really coalesced into a final thought God, there's, there is, there's so much I, uh, you know If I were to put words in your mouth, Chris I, th- I feel like your final thought would be Help, please <laughs> So <Maybe>. much <laughs> Actually, it's not a final thought I'll tell you a little shower thought I had Which was when the, the reshoots happened we don't know why they're happening, but it occurred to me, uh, it, are we going to get a little bit of the Ghostbusters 2 action or the Ghostbusters 1 uh, action where Fort Detmering got cut or the, oh. the Possessed Ray Chase got cut? Is Andrew's book going to be slightly out of sync with the uh, the movie? Oh, well, and not only that, is something going to get cut into a montage and this is covering that up? Interesting. Very yeah. interesting. Well, because he's got to be done by now, right? Like his 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 oh, book's yeah. got to be that, done. That thing's out in, to print right now, yeah. which is and, and again hilarious. It, that that effects got has anybody tracked that? That's got to be worse now in the digital age. If they're making changes like you know weeks before Oof. a movie goes out. Well, I mean that especially with movie novelizations too. That's always a tough one, and and that's why inevitably deleted scenes end up in the movie novelization because it's just it's too much of a lead time to cut that out. Yeah, but, uh, absolutely. Well, that's interesting, Andrew. If you're listening, uh, how you doing, buddy? Ghost, Mr. Ghost from our past is going okay, or Mr. Done? Andrew Shaver. Actually, I just do have us. one final thought. It's not so much a final thought, but as a final apology. Uh, Dan Schoening was working real hard to try to come out to the Calgary Expo. He was actually going to be at our table, uh, and it didn't work out, and it fell through. Oh, Dan. Yeah. Well, I mean, fair is enough. He's He's a busy guy. He's a busy guy. Uh, He's got stuff to take care of. (laughs) And as the weekend went on, we all just kind of razzed him more and more, sending him pictures of what he was missing. Oh, that's um, mean. That's yeah, I really may, mean. I may have yeah. gone too far when uh, Ken Stacy came over to our booth. 
who did uh, art for the the real Ghostbusters comics at uh, Now Comics. He came over and I nicknamed him Classy Ken Stacy, you know, as a stand-in for Dapper Dan Shoning, and then sent it and went. Ooh, that might have been slightly too mean. Uh, uh, that's mean. Let's that's put it this low. way: it's an apologize to apologize to Dan and um, boy, we missed him. Like it just turned out so well that. Uh, well, let's put it this way: the the con organizers were really happy that we were really happy. Like everything seemed to work really, really well. So I'm really hoping that next year everybody's going to work together to try to make a not just the Ghostbusters fan showing up, but uh, lots of lead time to help get Dan out there. Uh, maybe even Eric, if we can get Eric Burnham out there. Yeah, but do, also do the full IDW crew. Yeah, try to get um, try to get some notables in there. We'll have a brand new movie by that point. Um, you know, where's my um, where's my photo op uh, with the uh, the new Ghostbusters as well as you know? Yeah. Where's Ernie Hudson? Get Ernie up there. Yeah, exactly. Lure Dan in. Go, Go to Calgary. Cal- Look at all the Marvel people went up to Calgary. Come on, oh uh, my Sony, God. get on it. Yes. Why weren't you there? Holy cow! Right. <laughs> Mark Gregg was there. Uh, Kobe Smulders was there. They were all there. I'm still working on their book about that. What? Huh? The what? Oh boy. Hey, on that note, I gotta go get back to work. Much like Dapper Dan. Dan, I still love you. Don't hate me, man. You're you're always in my heart. And I'm gonna sing some Phil Collins for you now. Don't. Just everybody, just just let this moment happen. Just let it happen. I need this to happen. <laughs> Wait, which no. song did you mean? No, that's the all right, but that's also Phil Collins. So that I can't dance. I can't. What song are you thinking of? You'll be in my heart. You'll be. You'll always be in my heart. I, I can feel it coming in the air. Wow. No, I don't know. That's when it's time for us to say goodnight, everybody. So goodnight, we'll everybody. We'll talk to you guys all next week. See you on the other side. Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional CrossRip. Visit us at ProtonCharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net. They used to be one of my two favorite shows. You're kidding me. Oh, great. What was the other one? Bassmaster. Everything you're doing is bad. I want you to know this. Next week, though, Hairless Cats. Weird. She's an easy lover. <laughs> so take a hold on you, believe it. Like no other. Before you know it, you'll be on your knees. <laughs> oh, I can't go over that high note. I'm going to break up. That was good. That was good.